0: Welcome to the Box Jumper Podcast. As always, I am your host, John Sainteman. Today is a special solo episode. I've had a couple of interviews lined up that got pushed back, so rather than wait any longer to do an episode, I decided to run with an idea that I've been toying with for a little while doing a review. But not just any review, a review of programming. certainly mentioned on the podcast that not only am I a CrossFit athlete, but I'm a coach and an affiliate as well. Um, But I'm also in a privileged position as a coach because I get to do some programming as well. Um, When I first started coaching, um, the then owner of the affiliate that ultimately became Osprey Athletics had me jump into coaching and programming from the outset, crafting my own niche by building a program specifically for Masters athletes. Masters in CrossFit uh, and the way that we treat it at Osprey is anyone 35 and up. Um, So it it just so happens that that age group is a significant percentage of the athlete community at Osprey, and it always has been. Uh, So when I was asked to establish the foundations of a program specifically for the older athletes in the club, if we truly want to call them that, um, frankly, the athletes that fit the age category more often than not defy the label of older athlete pretty handily. But regardless, a distinctive programming track for these athletes does ultimately make sense. Once you're pushing mid-40s and into your 50s or 60s, your priorities with fitness shift a little, as do your needs, whether you consciously recognize it or not. Core strength, midline stability, for example, always a priority for athletes of all ages, but they become a singular point of concern for an older athlete. Why? Well, because we've simply had longer for it to deteriorate. I'll use myself as an example. I work a desk job. I'm a marketing guy. And so I sit at a computer all the time. I've worked a desk job since I was 20. Uh, So I've not always been especially mindful of my posture either. So what happens over time? The path of least resistance, in other words, our laziness, sets in and the core muscles that are supposed to keep us upright, shoulders back, etc. when we're in a seated position say, screw this, it's too much work, and they relax and let the spine curve and get into a comfortable, though not posturally stable position. So the muscles of the glutes, abdomen, low back, and upper back that should be involved in the arguably simple task of keeping us upright check out an atrophy to a degree. Not outright, but enough that we certainly notice when we finally actually use them. And so they get sore when we are not successful in recruiting them as needed. Uh, And time rolls on, and this is exacerbated. So the older you are, depending on what you do for a living, and how active you choose to keep yourself otherwise, this deterioration, the shortening of the muscle from lack of use, and how out of practice we become at recruiting those muscles when the need is there is that much more pronounced. So as a result, older athletes need to actively train this specific region of the body just to get back up to snuff, let alone to meet any actual athletic aspirations that we might have. So then there's also the recognition that at 43, I'm not arguably looking at the 20-year-old next to me deadlifting 450 pounds and saying to myself, I should keep up with him. I mean, I do kind of think that, but there are checks and balances in my head that maybe the 20-something doesn't have. Family, work, responsibilities, day-to-day soreness from overtraining. These are all reasons to avoid pushing myself beyond the brink. Now remember that CrossFit by definition is functional movement, constantly varied, performed with intensity. Coach Glassman was clever enough to pick the term intensity, which is deliberately specific enough to convey intent, but vague enough to be proportionate to the individual and the circumstance. A 200-pound clean may feel like my 90% on one day, and two days later feel like 110% the next. So I can attune my intensity accordingly. And Masters athletes generally, and absolutely should, be even more mindful of that specific facet of intensity. So Back to programming. Is master-specific programming required, broadly and generally speaking? No. Every bit of programming can be scaled, tuned, dialed in as necessary to fit the needs of the athlete at any given moment. That's the beauty of the fitness methodology, particularly with CrossFit. Is master-specific programming helpful and appreciably different? Yes. And even more so, if you train athletes that are on the higher end of of that master's age group. Let's face it, 35 plus is a pretty broad age category. CrossFit programming is designed for the needs of the many. As performed in the affiliate, it's a group fitness methodology. It's programmed to be accessible for the average, even if the affiliate programs an RX track for the top athletes in the club and scales for everyone else. It still means that the needs of that top athlete are reflected in the programming choices. They have to be, or they'd get nothing out of it. That makes for a very wide diversity of movements and modalities. With a master-specific program, I'm able to narrow the field somewhat. One rep maxes are generally off the table. That's not something that needs to come up for master's athletes generally. High skill movements, like ring muscle-ups or handstand walks, it's not something I'm currently programming. I know my master's athletes well. I have a regular set of athletes that frequent the master's program, And those types of high-skill movements are not yet in their wheelhouse. But I absolutely program progressions that would ultimately get them there. So nothing is completely off the table, especially with progressions. But I do have a more focused menu for masters. It's a matter of priority. I tend to program in a way that will deliver a little bit more focus on core stability. So overhead at lighter weights and unilateral work are fairly common. We use dumbbells quite a bit. I tend to deliberately program slightly lower weight, still using percentages and or adjectives for how the rep or the rep scheme should feel, heavy, moderate, etc., and potentially at higher volumes. I provide time domain targets. Frankly, all of these strategies could be found in any CrossFit class, but they are consciously part of how I program for my master's crew. Over time, I have gotten to know what I would consider to be the regulars in the master's program. I know what their strengths and weaknesses are. I know what movement limitations they might have, chronic or temporary. I know what they like to work on and what they don't. All of these things come into play when I'm programming for the master's class, and I give some things a little bit more consideration than others. For those of you that do any level of programming for any level of athlete in your gym, this is going to sound pretty familiar. It's fundamentally the same approach I'm sure most of you use. The principal difference lies in the slightly smaller sample size of athletes that I have to program for, and therefore the narrower focus is what helps provide some parameters for what I program. I'm still programming group classes, but I'm not programming for the top RX athlete in the gym and scaling from there to ensure that I have programming that will challenge the broadest sample. My high points and my low points in terms of intensity, time domain, movement patterns, combination of modality are all slightly but noticeably narrower. It presents its own unique set of challenges and it tends to be a lot of fun. So why do I explain what goes into programming? Well, it's hard for me to try someone else's programming without doing a little bit of self-analysis, layering on my own experience over their programming and trying to pick out the details to better understand the intent behind the choices being made with the programming. Having done programming for more than three years now, I have an appreciation for the thought that goes into it and the time that a coach invests in developing the skill in programming for a group of any kind. So that leads me to the next thing that I wanted to talk about with this, this episode, online programming. Not everyone lives near an affiliate, and even if you do, group training at an affiliate isn't for everyone. It's not always within a person's budget, or they may not feel working out in a group setting is their kind of thing. There's any number of reasons that a person might choose to incorporate CrossFit-style training into their daily or weekly uh, fitness routine outside of a traditional CrossFit box and some, even while training at a CrossFit affiliate, may seek to supplement their training with a program outside of their own box. Now, for the reasons that I just cited, I'll set aside the song and dance about how having a qualified coach physically in the room watching you perform the myriad of CrossFit movements and making corrections in real time to keep you safe would be useful. All things being equal, I do think that's the ideal scenario, particularly for a beginner, regardless of their athletic background and experience. But again, It's not always possible. So what do you do if you want to follow the CrossFit methodology outside of a CrossFit affiliate, whether it's at home or in the hotel fitness room on the road or at your local gym? Well, you could certainly do programming for yourself. I've done that for at least once a week and often more than that in my own garage gym, supplementing the training that I do at Osprey. More on that in a bit. But there are many sources for CrossFit programming available online that you don't have to, that mean you don't have to go it alone. Um, starting with the site that started it all, CrossFit.com. Uh, they've been posting their workout of the day since 2001. Now, many a seasoned CrossFitter got their start following the programming from what we CrossFitters refer to as main site. The wads posted on CrossFit.com provide as much variety and intensity as you could imagine that is after all the crossfit methodology at its core with the worldwide growth of crossfit and the emergence of technology that makes sharing information easy and cost effective there are many other options available online quite a number of these programs are available both free and paid to get programming delivered to you some programs come from some of the biggest names in the crossfit world Comp Train from Ben Bergeron, NC Fit from Jason Kalipa, Icon Athlete from Chris Spieler, Built by Bridges from Jeff Bridges, Aerobic Capacity from Chris Hinshaw, Invictus Athlete from CrossFit Invictus. Many of the top CrossFit athletes offer their own training programs that you can follow. And there are programs that are not CrossFit specific, but that are also followed by many elite CrossFit athletes, including Brute Strength, Training Think Tank, and others. And why not? Today's technology makes bringing programs to the masses easy, and it's a great revenue stream for the people that run those programs. While some programs are free, they can be anything right on up to several hundred dollars a month, depending on what you choose uh, for your your program. So now, while I've read about a bunch of these programs, I've not experienced any of them firsthand, uh, save for one. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to address... uh, At First, I'm not going to address anything about the quality of these other programs because I haven't had any direct experience with them. What I am going to speak about is uh, one that I started recently to supplement my own training just a little bit. If you've gotten this far in this episode, I'm going to make the assumption that you're either a CrossFitter or you're just a person that's keenly interested in CrossFit-style fitness training. That being the case, you may have seen at least one of the few documentaries about CrossFit, particularly the Fittest on Earth series, masterfully helmed by two names that are fairly well-known in the CrossFit world, Heber Cannon and Marston Sawyers, known collectively now as the Buttery Bros. In that series, there were several commentators who themselves were public personalities that we CrossFitters got to know from the coverage of the CrossFit Games. They were the media team making sense of the chaos of each event. Four guys did a lot of the talking during the documentaries. Rory Rory McKernan, Tommy Marquez, Sean Woodland, and Pat Sherwood. This is all to say that you're going to know who I'm talking about when I say Pat Sherwood. He's the guy with the deadpan delivery of some memorable lines in all three of the CrossFit uh, Fittest on Earth documentaries. He referred amusingly referred to Alex Anderson as strikingly handsome. He spoke very dryly about Pat Vellner's finish uh, in 35th place in the opening event of the CrossFit games in 2016, uh, yet still battling back to the podium. And so in 2017, what does the rising star uh, do to to uh, give a run for Matt Frazier in the opening game, opening event of the 2017 CrossFit games, he leads off with, hey, how about a 36th? He's just a funny guy, and knowledgeable as hell about CrossFit. He's been around the sport since 2015, he's been on staff at CrossFit HQ, uh, and he is to this day. Um, so why am I talking about Pat Sherwood? Well, he too has an online training program. It's called CrossFit Lynchpin Private Track. Now here's the caveat. I'm going to review primarily from the perspective of a single week of programming, which Pat provides free to anyone that asks to, asks to try the program. As I understand it, it's the same programming subs- uh, that subscribers to the private track receive. The difference, however, is that he emailed it to me as opposed to it being delivered through the usual channel, which is via Beyond the Whiteboard. So this means that with one, uh, with the free one-week trial, all I get is programming. Now, I'll return to that in a moment. So here's the deal. CrossFit Lynchpin is a virtual affiliate. It's not a box that you physically go to. It's an online programming uh, system coming from Pat. Like CrossFit.com, CrossFit Lynchpin posts a workout of the day for anyone to follow. And like CrossFit.com, the free public workout of the day comes without much in the way of a description. The magic happens with the private track. uh, And the free trial gave me a glimpse of that larger world. So after contacting Pat through the CrossFit Lynchpin website uh, to request a free trial, and I have to say he was extremely quick to, to respond, he emailed me back with a full week of programming in one email. Looking at the details of what I received, it included most of the elements uh, that the private track is held up to include. This means I got complete movement-by-movement movement warm-ups um, for each workout, Then the details of the workout itself expressed in multiple ways. There was an RX version, a scaled version, a limited equipment option, and in some cases, uh, a version of the workout that you could do with a partner. And with each, some relative goals were expressed, mostly in terms of time, and with Pat's brand of humor sprinkled in. So for example, uh, a workout for time would have a goal time of Super Fitness Robot as compared to more realistic times, whether the workout uh, whether expressed as the workout as a whole or time per round etc depending on what the workout was where applicable most movements also included uh, video demos so you weren't left to your own devices to figure out what each movement was and this applied to warm-up workout accessory and cool down movements some of the videos are standard fare from crossfit.com because i assume pat justifiably figures why reinvent the wheel And then some videos are Pat narrating and and talking you through the movements as his wife capably demonstrates the movements themselves. And then there's the daily commentary video from Pat himself. He entertainingly walks through the workout of the day, the variations, providing some commentary and explanation, sometimes diverging a bit to answer some questions from the linchpin community. At the time that I went through the free trial, I didn't really have any sense of just how active that community was. The free trial also included some specific accessory movements and a complete cooldown for each wad. and again, several included video links for explanations. So that's the structure. What about the content? Well, I have to say, even with just the week that I experienced in the free trial, I saw some really great things coming from Pat's Programming. Over the course of the week, I saw a tremendous variety in the movements utilized, different modalities, and even different expressions of intended intensity. In just a week, most of the 10 general physical skills of fitness were covered. Cardiovascular, rep- respiratory endurance, stamina, strength, flexibility, power, coordination, agility, balance, and accuracy. A lot of thought was clearly given to the fact that Pat recognizes that many in his community are doing these workouts on their own, and some without formal training or coaching, for that matter. Uh, the structure of the WAD and the depth of the instruction and the videos demonstrate a keen awareness of that fact. Pat is known for articulating that CrossFit doesn't need to be done at maximum intensity to achieve results. And in fact, for most individuals, relative intensity should be the priority to maintain longevity with fitness. In other words, we're not competitors at the CrossFit Games, so why act like we are? In Pat's words, and I'll quote, "...the goal is just to get fit." Make it the best hour of your day, stay safe, turn up the music, high-five some people, and blow off some steam. It's hard not to agree with that. So in addition to the variety, there were some interesting progressions, and the limited equipment options were absolutely on point. Now, I'm lucky enough to have two extremely complete gyms at my disposal. Osprey Athletics here in Bedford, Nova Scotia, the box at which I train and coach, is extremely well-equipped and my own garage gym has almost everything I could need, with a couple of small exceptions. But not everyone has a lot of gear, so Pat has cleverly programmed the WODs to be tailored not just to have scaling options, but also to have an option for people that have access only to some basic equipment, generally described as a couple of dumbbells with no particular weight favored, a jump rope, and a pull-up bar. Honestly, that's a pretty reasonable ask if you're going to be doing CrossFit training. Now, with the free option that he posts daily... All you get is the RX workout. No description, no scaling, no limited equipment options, no links to the videos that he thinks will help you figure out what you're supposed to do, no warm-up or cool-down or accessory work, no frills, just the workout. In the private track, you get all of that. And the free trial was a one-week taste of that. The private track, beyond the one-week free trial, you pay for. It's $10 a month US. What do you get for that money? Well, all the great stuff that I've already described, first of all. But you also get into the private uh, the, the Lynchpin Private Track group on Facebook, which is a thousand-member strong community of other folks that are following the programming and providing feedback and encouragement to one another. And you also get a subscription to Beyond the Whiteboard, the CrossFit-Centered Fitness Tracking app, which itself is eight bucks a month US. So you're only spending an extra two bucks to get all this programming and advice on top of that. Want to know how your friend time compares to not just to people in your gym, but around the world? Well, Beyond the Whiteboard gives you that kind of data. Uh, and it's a very well-known program in the fitness community. Now, on top of that, rather than receiving your workouts via email like you do during the trial, you receive the WODs with all those layers of information that I've already described directly within the Beyond the Whiteboard app, where you can then instantly record your results and see the results and posts from other people within the CrossFit private track As well. So after I tried the free trial, I jumped on board for a subscription. You can cancel at any time, so I figured why not see what the extra would bring. And it's not because I'm looking to do all my workouts in my own garage, not at all. I've actually come to prefer doing the group workouts that I get at Osprey. It's my home box. The owners are very good friends of mine. I feel connected to the community. I know everyone's name. I coach there. I program for my master's crew there. But I do still work out at home once or twice a week. And I thought some outside benchmarks on my fitness through an extended community would be a positive addition to my routine. I'm part of several CrossFit related communities on Facebook already, so this would be another avenue for me to be plugged into the greater CrossFit world. So, what have I found out? Well, it's been about three weeks since I joined the private track. Already, I'm witnessing tremendous support from within the community. The posts and messages that have been very positive, supportive, encouraging, instructive, very much like you would want from your physical affiliate. But these people are spread out all over the world, all with different levels of experience, skill, and fitness levels. Um, Some have never set foot in a traditional box, and others, like me, are neck deep in the affiliate community. But they bond over CrossFit. And whereas I have seen some CrossFit communities occasionally spiral down a negative thread or two... Whether it's about the changes to the game season this past year or overtly negative assessments of whether a particular rep caught on video constitutes an egregious violation of what would be considered a good rep, I have not experienced anything of the sort within the linchpin private track. Um, People videoing themselves, um, they make an honest attempt at a lift, a gymnastic movement, a complete workout, whatever, the community responds positively. Tips and encouragement abound, not just from the community but from Pat himself. Um, it's early for me to be able to say definitively, but my suspicion is that it's symptomatic of what Pat brings to the group. His video commentaries are a pretty good clue. He's very upbeat, never without something funny, yet positive to say. And I think the behavior of the members in the community reflect that kind of leadership. So all in all, my first online programming experience has been great. Will I dabble in others for comparison's sake? I honestly have no idea. I certainly can't try every program that's out there. CrossFit Lynchpin's private track seemed pretty low risk to me from the outset, and I was impressed with the free trial enough to give it a shot, and I've been pleasantly surprised by how much value there is in the program. If you're on the hunt for an online program, whether as your primary form of programming, or like me, for something to supplement your programming, I'd encourage you to give Lynchpin private track a good long hard look. Check it out at CrossFitLynchpin.com. Uh, worth mentioning is that they do have a nutrition track as well that's available for an extra 10 bucks a month now that's not something that i was looking for at the time at least not yet um, but i thought i'd at least mention that it ex- that it's available as well you can touch base with pat by emailing info at dot and ask for a free week and honestly there's nothing like trying something to see if it fits that's it for this episode of the box jumper podcast I hope you like geeking out on programming talk for a bit. Uh, Some of the interviews that got pushed back that I mentioned earlier are on the horizon very soon, so I'll be back with another episode and maybe more than one quite soon. Please subscribe on your favorite podcasting platforms so you get upcoming episodes automatically as I'm joined by more guests to talk about fitness and health. Thanks for tuning in. More cool fitness topics are coming up. Until next time, stay healthy, wad happy, and wad often.